The second reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 to 9. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. Good morning, everyone. Last week in our A Day With God series, Chris really helpfully uh, encouraged us to to start our day with God. But what about the rest of the day? All our days look different, don't they? Uh, We might be heading off to work or or just upstairs to to a desk these days. Uh, Many of us apparently spend more than half our waking hours at work. We might be uh, chasing toddlers around the house and changing incredible numbers of nappies. Or or maybe we're studying and and getting our heads down in books for most of the day. Uh, Or we might be unemployed and looking for work or retired. How are we to to think about how we spend the day as Christians? I guess it's uh, it's easy for us to to kind of put our life into into two different boxes. the spiritual things in one box uh, and kind of everything else in another box. So, so in this box, we might have a church and Bible studies and uh, telling people about Jesus and starting our day with God. Uh, and then in another box, maybe we have school and work uh, and family life. And either we're not really sure how Jesus is relevant to those areas or, or we know that he is Lord of everything. Uh, but we're not really sure quite what that looks like. But Jesus is Lord of every area of life. Now here's what Paul writes to the Corinthians. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, So how do we work and even do the, the mundane things in life for the glory of God? Well, it's really worth thinking this through, uh, not just because we spend lots of our time uh, not doing those spiritual things, uh, but also because what the Bible teaches is is hugely liberating and can give us real joy and purpose as we go about our daily lives. Uh, So let's pray before we get stuck in. Father God, uh, this morning, Please would you show us more of what it looks like for Jesus to be Lord of every area of our lives. And please give us hearts which long for him to be glorified and known. Amen. Now, a lot of the uh, examples I'm going to use are from work uh, or parenting. Uh, but the, the principles we'll see uh, apply just as much whether we are students or, or looking for work uh, or retired. And firstly, we need to get some foundations in place for our thinking. And we need to go right back to the, the beginning of time. Uh, here's what God says in Genesis chapter 1. Let us make man in our image 
after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. The first foundation to get in place is that work is good. God himself is a worker. Uh, he created the universe. Uh, he made the galaxies and the salty seas uh, and every different type of creature. And he made us. You see, God is not like some sort of aristocratic Victorian gentleman who you might have seen in one of the Christmas specials with uh, a lot of leisure time and a big fortune and not very much to do. No, he is a worker. He creates and he sustains the universe. Uh, in John's Gospel, Jesus says, My father is working until now, and I am working. And God has made us in his image, and we too are workers. Uh, he has entrusted us to rule and care for the world. Uh, God instructs Adam and Eve to work the Garden of Eden and take care of it. So the Bible says that we should work if we're able to. And in our work, uh, we have a responsibility to God vertically uh, and to others horizontally. Uh, we're to work and care for the areas that God has entrusted to us. Now that's really important because what it tells us is that everyday life is dignified. Uh, whether it's cleaning in a school, or being a doctor or laying bricks uh, or bringing up children, God dignifies uh, the substance of everyday life. It's not like it's unspiritual. Uh, it's not like if we were all super spiritual, then we would be monks and nuns or, or a minister like me. No, everyday work and life is dignified. Uh, work is good. Uh, Jesus himself was a carpenter uh, working with his hands uh, and there's no hierarchy in God's eyes. Uh, that's a great liberating thing to know uh, and it, what it means is there's no room for being a snob in the church. All work is good and is delegated to us by God uh, unless of course it, it directly goes against God's will like extortion or exploitation. Uh, now, you might be thinking, uh, all, that's all well and good, that's great, but work can also be pretty rubbish sometimes, uh, or even a lot of the time. Uh, maybe you're feeling that uh, as a teacher at the moment with everything changing so constantly. Uh, and that's the second foundation that we need to get into place. The Bible tells us that work is grim. Back before I was married, I, I lived in a a house with five other lads and whilst there are lots of high points uh, it was really obvious in many ways that work uh, could be grim at points. Uh, I remember a junior doctor who who would sometimes throw up on his way to work uh, because of the new level of responsibility that he had and, and, and the life and death decisions that he knew he might have to take that day. Uh, I myself remember 
uh, waking up in cold sweats at points because of the pressure uh, of a big business review in my previous job. Uh, I remember someone struggling with unemployment and the drain of uh, endlessly uh, having rejected job applications and someone else just finding work monotonous and boring. Uh, How did we get from work being good uh, to often feeling grim? The answer the Bible gives us is the fall. The fall is what happened in Genesis chapter 3. There's an act of rebellion by Adam and Eve against God, and it's been repeated by every human being since. Uh, And that rebellion has, has changed everything. It's like an earthquake going off in the ocean that sends ripples out across everything. God says to Adam and Eve, through painful toil, you will eat. So work will be frustrating and painful. Work will feel futile. It will feel meaningless in many ways. We'll never find true satisfaction and meaning in work. So work is good and necessary and dignified, but it's also grim. It's affected by the fall. Uh, It's painful and frustrating and futile. Uh, And I think we know that, don't we? Uh, That that is our experience of work, isn't it? Uh, It can be great, uh, but it also can be grim. But thankfully, God doesn't leave us there. Uh, He has an amazing plan to make all things right. He takes the initiative, uh, even though we've turned our backs on him. uh, And that first Christmas, as we've just celebrated, he came down. uh, He entered into the grimness of this world. uh, And through Jesus's death and resurrection, we can be washed clean of our sin and have a relationship with the God of the universe. uh, The relationship that we were made for if we put our trust in him. And why has he done this? Well, he's done this so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory, uh, as Paul puts it in Ephesians. Uh, You see, it's when we see how the way we spend our day fits in with God's big purposes that we can find joy and purpose in what we do. Uh, And we can know how to glorify him in our day to day. God's purpose is that the glory of Jesus and the fact he is king would be put on a display in our lives. That our lives would be like like a display cabinet for the fact that Jesus is Lord. By the way that we live and the way that we act and the way that we speak and relate to others. Uh, and not just for those around us, but, but even for the heavenly beings. So what does that mean for how we actually spend our day? Well, the first thing to say is that we have an amazing new boss. Here's what we uh, read in Ephesians 6 earlier. Obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling with a sincere heart as you would Christ and not by the way of eye service as people pleasers 
but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. And in another letter, Paul writes, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Uh, Whether we're looking after our children uh, or studying or whatever we're doing with our day, we're now accountable to King Jesus. Uh, He is our new boss. And if we're at work, we're not simply working for our human employer. Uh, We're working for Jesus. So whatever we do, uh, we're to do it wholeheartedly as if we're working for him. Uh, That is a challenge, uh, but it's also incredibly freeing, as we'll see later. It's a challenge because it means that even when our boss isn't watching uh, or no one sees what we're doing, we're to be conscientious and people of integrity. Uh, So when our boss is uh, away on holiday uh, or not watching, we continue to work wholeheartedly for Jesus. Uh, Or when we're parenting or, or studying on our own, We're to give it our best, uh, knowing that we are accountable to King Jesus. And when no one sees if we fiddle our expenses or or lie on a timesheet or don't bother paying our taxes, we know that Jesus sees and we're to be people of integrity. It's also a challenge because it means that we should care more about pleasing the Lord than we do about pleasing people. Uh, Rob Frame, a member of our our church family, tells the story of someone in his profession who who refused to lie to clients, uh, despite strong pressure from colleagues, uh, whether it was to claim uh, more in hourly rates uh, or to get a better, or to give a better impression. And the guy got a load of stick for refusing to lie. But after a while, people in the team Uh, started to trust him more and more. Uh, He started to see that they would share confidential things with him and that they appreciated his integrity. So we have an amazing new boss and we also have new goals. In that reading from uh, Ephesians chapter 6, we see that the commands given are primarily about character and attitudes. Uh, There's to be serious integrity at work, both in the way that we uh, relate to those above us and also in the way we relate to those that we oversee. You see, Christ, uh, our new boss, seems to be more interested in us growing in godly character and attitude uh, than he is in exactly what work we do. He doesn't tell us uh, in the Bible exactly what role or job we should do. Uh, He doesn't usually paint it across the sky. But he does tell us who we should be. And he's less interested in uh, which rung we make it to on the career ladder than he is about whether we've served him faithfully and sought to be like him. Uh, So a great prayer as, as we start our day or as we go about it and face a really difficult situation or when we're tempted to lose our patience with the kids at home is that God would grow godly character in us. Uh, uh, Let's be praying that as we go throughout our day that God would make us more like Jesus. Uh, Maybe it'd be helpful to put a verse up somewhere that reminds you of that. 
So in the workplace uh, or in a study group, uh, uh, that's going to affect every attitude and action. Uh, Will we be gracious and kind to others as Christ has been gracious to us? Uh, Will we look out for that new arrival in the office or treat a colleague who's in competition with us as Jesus would have us treat them? Will we be willing to step away from gossip? Will we ask God to grow patience and grace in us even when we are mistreated as Christ was? Uh, And what a difference it would make if all of us said sorry more often please forgive me. What a difference that would make in the workplace. Or in family life, uh, or as we parent kids through the day, uh, it makes a huge difference to see that however ordinary what we are doing seems, uh, like changing beds or changing nappies, in God's eyes, our work is dignified. Uh, He has entrusted us with the care of children, And he wants to use us uh, to point them to the gospel. And he wants to use them uh, to make us more like Jesus. One parent in our church uh, shared a really helpful little prayer with me for when we're frustrated. It's this. Let me not react in this moment, O Lord, in the blindness of my own emotion, Rather give me, a fellow sinner, wisdom to respond with grace that would shepherd my child's heart towards your mercies. Now I know maybe that sounds rather pious in some ways, uh, but we're all sinners, as the prayer says. Uh, We're all works in progress. And it's good to recognise that uh, dealing with challenging children isn't unexpected. It's part of the job of parenting that God has given us. And God wants to grow godly character in us as we parent. So we have new goals. We're to seek to grow in godly character. And we're also to seek to point people to Christ. I remember in my previous job, a team came to visit us from abroad Uh, And um, when they arrived, uh, there was a meeting where everybody shared a a slide uh, to introduce themselves. Uh, And I'd actually been away uh, until the morning of the meeting. So someone in my team decided it'd be a good idea to to make a slide about me for me. And um, uh, it was fairly interesting. But uh, one of the bullet points uh, on the slide said this. Ben never swears, however much we try and wind him up. And we have tried. And it it never crossed my mind uh, that they'd even noticed that. But it obviously uh, had an impact. But however much uh, people see a difference in the way that we live, uh, and hopefully they do, we also need to speak of Jesus uh, if we're going to point people to him. Uh, The author John Piper uh, says that uh, it's like having an advert on TV that never says what the product is. Uh, If we never speak of Jesus, if people like the advert and want to buy the product and they don't know, uh, they've got no idea what to buy if we haven't talked to them about Jesus. 
So we need to be praying for opportunities to speak of Jesus and to point people to the gospel and to be open about the difference that Jesus makes in our lives. Uh, whether that's as we uh, grab a cup of coffee with a colleague uh, at the um, coffee station uh, or whether it's at the school gates uh, or whether it's uh, serving at the food bank, uh, we need to make the most of every opportunity to point people to Christ and his glory. Now, maybe what we've talked about feels challenging, but it's also incredibly freeing because we no longer need to constantly strive to prove ourselves and our identity in our work or in our studies or in our parenting. The gospel frees us from that pressure. To finish, uh, here's how the great 16th century reformer Martin Luther put it. Why should I not therefore freely, joyfully, with all my heart and with an eager will, give myself as Christ to my neighbour, just as Christ offered himself to me, since through faith I have an abundance of all good things in Christ. Since we already have in Christ the things other people work for, salvation, self-worth, a good conscience and peace. Now we may work simply to love God and our neighbours. It is a sacrifice of joy, a limitation that offers freedom. Luther is saying we can rest in the work that Jesus has done for us and work not to prove ourselves but to love God and our neighbours. Uh, so let's pray that as we go about our day we would remember uh, that we have a new boss uh, and we have new goals. And let's also give thanks that even when we fail, and we do, don't we, uh, when we lose our temper as parents, uh, when we shy away from that opportunity at work, uh, when we get caught up in trying to seek our own glory at work, let's give thanks that we can know that we don't need to work our way into God's good books, but instead we can rest in the work of Christ and all he has done for us and ask him to continue to make us more and more like him. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for Jesus. And we pray that we would freely, joyfully, uh, with all our heart and with an eager will, seek to glorify him in our daily lives. Uh, please help us this week to think through what it looks like uh, in, in our own specific situations and whatever we do day to day and to put it into practice. In Jesus' name, amen.